Welcome back. This episode, we've got a special guest. The controversy over cake. A big YouTube cleanup. And my favorite question without an answer. So this is the podcast where you're getting the Gen Z view on current events, issues, noteworthy people, and everything in between. Get ready. We hope you're along with us today. Let's coffee talk. Like I said, this episode we have a very special guest. I'm very excited. We have Taylor Shaw. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, so I'm a freshman studying journalism at CMCI at CU Boulder. Um, I go to school with Ian and Ivy, so I'm really excited to be on their podcast. And yeah. Awesome. Yep. yep. Taylor's actually a part of the president's leadership class here, so she didn't want to say it, she's too <laughs> humble, but um, I'm saying it, it's very cool, um, and we really wanted to bring her on because she has a lot of really well-formulated opinions, um, and we'd love to discuss that. Wow, yes. thank you! <laughs> yeah. I'm here all the time! <laughs> right, alright. Take it away with our headline then, Ivy. Okay, sure. So, first up, I have this article from The Daily Camera titled, When is Making Cake Protected Speech? So, it was between a gay couple, Dave Mullins and Charlie Craig, um, and also the owner of the Masterpiece Cake Shop that they visited, um, hoping to order a cake to celebrate their wedding. And the owner, Jack Phillips, declined to make this cake because, he quote, disproves of same-sex marriage on religious grounds, and that being compelled to do so, he says, violates his constitutional right to speak freely. And by that he meant that like his like creative artistry, um, like he doesn't want to use that to celebrate something that he doesn't condone. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, um, this kind of violates, um, what was it? Like um, a law in our state that we have against discrimination towards like sexual orientation right so yeah and this couple was you know infuriated by his response and they i was you know this came to the supreme court this tuesday and they spent about an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> in this case but i think it um the ruling was in favor of the couple um, oh it was was it i can't remember i well, think it was though because he ended up um, he, the owner now, only has like four employees, and he doesn't ma- do wedding cakes at all now. Oh, uh, which was forty percent of his business. Ugh. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, although this is like a huge thing, people are also like, I mean, there's so many other places that people make cake. Like, did the couple really have to like completely destroy his right business? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, this may be totally false, but I actually talked about this over Thanksgiving break with a friend of mine who's going to uh, CCU, which is the Colorado Christian University. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that from one of her professors, he said that the couple and the business owner were actually friends. Wow, and wow. What? Yeah, so I don't know how legitimate That's this so information awkward. is, yeah. but according to her professor, they were friends. And that the couple wasn't that upset about him refusing to make their cake uh-huh. in the beginning uh-huh. but it was 
they were influenced by um, friends of theirs who said that they should be outraged, and that's what led them to. Oh, so I don't know if that might explain oh, wow. why, uh -huh. you know, they took it personally, yeah, or... Yeah. That's an interesting, different perspective. That's a it very was, different perspective. It yeah. spun it very differently because the way that she phrased it made it seem as though you know, it was other gay couples who were yeah. upset it wasn't the actual couple, which was very different from right. yeah. the common way that I had heard it, so. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, the I think this whole controversy sort of is on the First Amendment right to, mm -hmm. like, freely practice your religion um, and, you know, free speech and all that. And then, you know, the other side, which is, like, don't discriminate. Mm -hmm. So... Right. When it gets to the Supreme Court, that was like, do you support, like... I think people can, like, kind of maneuver the controversy into, like, yeah. oh, well, then you don't support free freedom of religion, then, if yeah. you support the other side. Yeah. So, I think that's um, why this was really big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was difficult, because they talked about, this article talks about how the First Amendment, when, like, you boil down to it, is, like, about people being free to speak out you know, in a way that kind of sways the public one way or another. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the whole point. Yeah. So right, like publics. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, him doing this, did he have, like, the right to do that? Right, yeah. Because he says, um, to, quote, to be compelled to do so, to, like, make the cake, yeah. uh, he says would violate his constitutional right to speak freely. Yeah. This, he says, includes the right to not to be compelled to contribute his expressive cake artistry to a ceremony or occasion celebrating ideas or practices he does, he does not condone. Yeah. So that's like, end quote. <laughs> so that's like um, his argument, I think. And um, I think a lot of people were saying like, well, you can just make the cake. You don't have to like go yeah. to the wedding yeah, or anything like that. Ask like, you to go to the just make the cake. But he's like, right. but by making the cake, that's like violating my beliefs. He's like contributing to right. the celebration, right? Which is like okay. <laughs> Which like you know, also <laughs> he's like, it's not just this. Like he's like, I will make like birthday cakes for that for anyone, but mm. when it comes to that specific celebration, he won't do it. He also doesn't make cakes for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh. Because against is it because of religious reasons as well i it might be yeah i, I had a kid on my oh, yes. i grew up with a kid and he wouldn't celebrate halloween because of his religious beliefs mm -hmm. so and it's interesting because i think a lot of people who are saying you know this is wrong of mm -hmm. you to refuse service because you're a business you're not just an individual person yeah um. but also the government there's been a pattern, especially when it comes to finances, where they're starting to recognize businesses as if they're separate people. So right. it's an interesting contradiction, I yeah. think. I think, yeah, that's the that trend, I think. Yeah. I think it's dangerous. Yeah. We were talking about that, I don't know when, but recognizing them as people. I forgot the issue behind it. I think maybe it was about, like, maybe, oh, it was about political campaigns yes right so yeah. like they're treated as people so i don't right. think they oh. get like a limit to how much right. they can contribute to a campaign right and if they have no limit and they're this huge organization mm -hmm. they can contribute however much yeah. they want yeah. exactly because there are limits on individual donors so i was like um that's not fair <laughs> yeah. or did i get that wrong did i say that right 
that they there's limits on like certain organizations and especially on right. the associations with the party. Oh yeah, yeah. But when there's identified as like people, they can do it. Yeah. Sorry, I was oh. like I said that last time. Oh, okay. I was like I don't think I was right. Yeah, donor individual donors can donate however much they want. I believe to a certain extent,、mm-hmm. I think, and then yeah. So when companies are treated as Individuals and people—that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So that's an interesting point they brought up. I think you could just make the cake and just, you know, be away from the wedding or something.、Yeah. Like, just make the cake for your friends or、yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, saying if they were friends, I think he should have made the cake as well. Just because, I mean, it's a cake. It's a cake. Like, this is your job to make cakes.、Mm-hmm. You know, um, if it's business, it's business, right? Yeah, it it's interesting. I don't know. This happened in Colorado. He's a Denver baker too. In Lakewood, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a Lakewood baker. Sorry. <laughs>、uh, but yeah,、um, no. but this article on the Daily Camera by George Will、um, is a really interesting read. So it'll be in our show notes if you want to read more about it.、Mm-hmm. But speaking of responsibility, responsibility、oh. and organizations, our second headline.、Um, it is a very interesting. Thing that's popped up in during this year, and it's kind of surprising and scary.、Um, the article is on CNN. It's titled "Google is hiring 10,000 people to clean up YouTube." This is by、um, Rishi.、Oh, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce your last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But you can look <laughs> for it、uh, on, your, on our show notes. Another plug. But basically, the whole point of this article is talking about how YouTube has seen a, this influx of kind of controversial. YouTube videos regarding children, basically.、Um, let's see.、Uh, yeah, so you know they contain a lot of profanity and like violence, which is like okay, whoa, dealing with children,、um, which is really scary. And so, you know, there's this whole contro- this deals with a bigger controversy about YouTube advertising and how advertising are, advertisers are pulling from YouTube because of the content, and then YouTubers are like. Stop <laughs> and everything like that.、Um, but that's a that's ten thousand people to stamp out offensive content. That's a lot of people.、Um, it says here that. Let me see. It says here, quote: By 2018, Google aims to have more than ten thousand people working to address content that might violate our p- policies. YouTube CEO Susan. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Said in a blog post,、um, and she did not say how many people currently monitor YouTube for offensive videos.、Mm, so yeah, that reminds me of the whole like family on YouTube. Yeah, I don't remember their name actually. Just the one with all the pranks, like on the yeah. Kids.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's Heather and Mike Martin. Right, and they got in a lot of trouble. They did. They? Get in a lot yeah, they they had a.、Um, Daddy O Five YouTube channel. Yeah, and、um, they ended up losing custody of a few of the children because not all of the children are theirs. There's also children from previous partners.、Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I think there was two children that were taken <clears throat> out of their custody. I'm not sure about what has happened with the other children. Why、right. would Why would you only take? Like two children out of the how many they had out of custody? I think it dealt with like, like decided that they're already the not unfit. Um. So it was. Two of the children, they had a different mother、mm-hmm. than、uh, Heather Martin,、mm-hmm. and so she had enough custody to where she could take them out of the house. So then、oh. the other children, like, are Heather and Mike's children,、mm-hmm. and、um, I think most of them, some of them, might not be. I'm not 
totally sure. Mm -hmm. So then they can't be removed from the house immediately. So I know that Child uh, Protective Services was going to look into it. So I'm not sure if those children have been removed yet, mm -hmm. but yeah. Okay, I see. And like yeah. their videos were pretty disturbing. Yes. It was like pranks on the kids, but like they kind of like crossed the line a lot of the time. Yeah. I think it was like, um, like blaming them for something they didn't do yeah. and like to the point where they would like start crying because they're like I didn't do it yeah. <laughs> and I kind of don't know any other examples really yeah so there's this article is this the family that like he destroyed an xbox while he was like screaming at the kid or is this someone oh person? I don't I know like, no okay that's someone like, else I mean okay. it, I didn't, <laughs> the video that I saw was there was this invisible ink uh -huh. where they would they poured this ink all over the carpet and it would eventually wash away. Mm -hmm. But they saw the parents were filming it and then they accused one of the kids mm -hmm. of spilling all this ink and they were cursing and they were very angry and yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. Both of them were and then oh my um, <laughs> because there's other um, children too, they would sort of gang up on that one child and the child started crying and screaming and acting out and um, so yeah. a lot of people were disturbed by that video. Yeah, it's weird. And like, they had a lot of subscribers and views, yeah. which is weird. That's also disturbing. Right. Um. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean... That, that like encourages them to keep going, which is what they did. Right. Um, and, but yeah. now they're shut down. They lost custody of like three kids, I think, right? Yeah, I'm not... Something like that. And they released this apology video and they were saying like, oh, this was just for this was a prank like nothing bad happened and then you're like but in the videos was, you can really tell that the kids were like super upset yeah. mm -hmm. so it was like a pretty bad environment for them mm -hmm. so i'm glad that they're kind of off now. <laughs> yeah sure. um but that's interesting how google and youtube are like sort of cracking down well, I mean, it's good that they're cracking down on this sort of stuff, <clears throat> but then I think um, this also speaks to a bigger question of like, how far can they go? Yeah. Um, Cause YouTube has to make money and advertising is their main source. Mm -hmm. um, and so it says here that, again, this is a quote from the, for the CEO of YouTube. She says, we want advertisers to have a peace of mind that their ads are running alongside content that reflects their brand's view their brand's values. Mm -hmm. um, equally, we want our we want to give creators confidence that their revenue won't be hurt by the actions of bad actors. That's weird because I feel like creators already feel like there's their revenue is hurt drastically. Like you see all these YouTubers yeah. and they're saying, hey I'm starting up this Patreon because right. the YouTube revenue isn't coming in as much as I used it used to. Mm -hmm. And that's because like I think it's like mostly about like cursing and like yeah. maybe like partial nudity or something like that or just like content that's like inappropriate I suppose because mm -hmm. advertisers and I understand it from the advertising point of view you would want to make sure that your advertising is running alongside something that that is not offensive yeah. potentially offensive yeah. like you really have to think about that sort of stuff now right and um, and all about a brand it has to do about perpetuating your values that's mm -hmm. how you can really your sell image, things yeah, yeah. so um, I understand that so like when youtubers are kind of like ranting <laughs> I'm like well you know like your content might not just yeah. be like what advertiser friendly things are mm -hmm. and so 
And I think they're just angry because that's what they were counting on. That's what they're depending on. Mm -hmm. So that's their point of view too. <laughs> that I understand. That's their issue, honestly. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know. I remember when they first started doing like a lot of demonetizing of videos. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of big YouTubers who started making these videos complaining about you know youtube has changed just right. turned into because with advertising in the beginning it was whatever channel is the most popular got right. all the ads mm -hmm. but now because people you know like very sensational uh videos uh -huh. um the sort of ethical dilemma is being placed on youtube and google right. and their responsibilities so right. i i completely understand where they're coming from i think youtubers are feeling as though they haven't gotten a lot of um, recognition or respect that they feel that they should from mainstream media in yeah, a way. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard for YouTube. I think you, it's exactly what you said. It's kind of it's strange, a but, big oh, sorry. It's, well, it's a big <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what do you want to say? Oh, I was just going to say it's kind of strange that... Like, I don't know, I think when we were little, it, YouTube wasn't like this huge thing, you know? It was just kind of like there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then a lot of YouTubers now are like sensations, you know, and they like yeah. have made a career out of this, yeah. you know. But I think it's important to note that YouTubers don't get, I think like most of the time their income comes from like things outside of YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because like these huge YouTubers go on to do, you know, endorsement deals yeah. through their social media yeah. influencing their brand deals and everything mm -hmm. like that so and like i mean like bethany moda had like an aeropostale clothing line and then makeup beauty gurus have their own makeup line and stuff like mm -hmm. that so they built businesses out making of making their own merchandise mm -hmm. yeah. yeah out of their own channel so i think it's a lot about these like smaller maybe youtubers that like yeah haven't really gotten the chance to do that right and then they're like um youtube is cutting me off <laughs> and stuff like that so i think yeah and it's a big problem, I'm sure. And yeah. like, Patreon has become such a thing where they're like asking for money yeah. from viewers. And right. like, that's fine, I suppose. But like, a lot of people are like, why are you asking for it money? It feels weird mm -hmm. to me. Right, yeah. There is a big controversy, I think, over this one YouTuber that I watched. <laughs> um, and she does, like, a lot of her videos surround like mystery. Um, and things that I guess advertisers don't want to put there. So she's like saying like, basically none of my um, videos are monetized. So she's like, I really need your help. Um, can you support me on Patreon? Mm -hmm. I think there was like some outrage about that because they're like, because she said, um, if you can't support, if I can't get to this goal, I won't be able to continue the channel. Mm -hmm. um, and people were like, well, you can, yeah, you exactly. just have to go and get another job <laughs> yeah. instead of asking us for money. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's an interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting two sides. Well, yeah. Like, does, are her videos, like, does she do it so much that it would be I so think, time consuming right, that she there, doesn't have time to do anything else? Because if it was like big, large scale skits, yeah. that would make sense, yeah. I think. I think people would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, because she's like, like investing a lot of time right. in producing the video. But a lot of it, I think in a lot of YouTubers, similarly, kind of are just like sitting in front of a camera talking, yeah. Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were like, that's not, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. see. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also interesting how much the like intention behind making YouTube videos has changed. Mm -hmm. Because right. in the beginning, 
YouTube is just sort of this platform for the easily, you know, out of the box sort of creative yeah. expressions. Right. Like with the Star Wars video of that. <laughs> Did you ever see that? It's like this man with a Star Wars <laughs> sword. And he's like <laughs> dancing around and he's like singing it. And like the Fred videos and things like that. Right. Like it wasn't made with the intention of oh, I'm going to become famous. This yeah. is going to give me a brand deal. Yeah. I'm going to be set for life. Mm-hmm. It was instead just a creative outlet. And right. now people are going into YouTube with the intention of, make I want to make money. Right. Yeah, this and is my job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Interesting evolution. Right. Mm. I don't know. Because I think it's interesting how they're using um, employees and human, pe- human people, yeah. humans, humans to yes. <laughs> sort of, filter out mm-hmm. through this like process because they've been using um, like machine learning algorithms to sort of do that for them and a lot of people are like oh I don't think I should be demonetized and they say you know I appealed but they just like haven't gotten back to me because I think they're just like in flooded with a bunch of requests Probably, yeah. so this is a big undertaking yeah for YouTube. I was like okay <laughs> it's be interesting to see how it plays out and we'd really like to know what you think what do you think? Do you think Google um, is right and just like continuing along with their, um, I don't want to say censorship, but like Clean their monitoring? Cleanup, monitoring? Yeah, or do you think YouTubers deserve con- like advertising or monetization? Free creative expression. Right, you know, regardless <laughs> of their content, you know, unless it's like too, really, really offensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know. and. Let us know anything about our two headlines that we talked about earlier on. Mm-hmm. We really love to know what you think. Okay, so um, as Ian mentioned earlier, I'm in PLC, and um, a part of PLC is that we have to do a project um, on sort of a controversial issue. So my group is doing one on Catalonia which is a region in um, Spain. They were autonomous for quite a while until very recently, um, the Spanish government dissolved their parliament. So um, basically, yeah, basically (laughs) Catalonia, there's a lot of controversy because of their sort of history. So to give like a brief history lesson on it, Mm -hmm. because I had no idea what Catalonia even was before this project. (laughs) Um, So basically you had the Roman Empire and how it, you know, ruled over what we now know as modern Spain. And um, they introduced this idea of vulgar Latin, Mm. so which was like an extension of Latin. Mm -hmm. And from that, Spanish um, was created and so was Catalan, which is the language spoken in Catalonia. So a lot of people think that Catalan is sort of this subsection of Spanish, but it's not. It's a separate language entirely. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then you go into the different kingdoms of Spain where you had the Aragon Kingdom and the Castile Kingdom. And so um, Ferdinand, of <laughs> Ferdinand of Aragon and Isabella of Castile got married. And uh-huh. these two kingdoms merged into what we know as the Spanish Empire. Okay. So Catalonia was a part of the Kingdom of Aragon, and then they became a part of the Spanish Empire, but they were fine with it because in the beginning they had a lot of religious freedom, mm-hmm. they had a lot of cultural freedom, um, and so then 
throughout the history of Spain, they've been given freedom and it's been taken away. Um, Just back was, and forth? Yeah. Okay all throughout history, depending on who was ruling at the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, they would ban Catalan from being spoken. They would eradicate it from all official documents. And then a new person would come into power and they would give the power back to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, recently, Catalonia has tried to claim its independence once again uh -huh. from Spain. They held a uh, referendum, I believe, on October 1st, and according to the Catalan government, 90% voted in support of Catalonia becoming an independent state. Mm -hmm. But the Spanish government said that this referendum doesn't count. It's illegal, uh, it's unconstitutional. Um, interesting. There was Spanish police who came and they There's were a lot very, of violence that broke There was out. a lot of violence mm -hmm. against voters. They would literally drag people from voting booths mm -hmm. and so now and then the Spanish government dissolved the parliament and once again wow. Catalonia is sort of facing oppression mm -hmm. so it's right. sort of this big debate of should they leave should they not because Catalonia is also a big economic um, oh. contributor to Spain especially because Barcelona is in Catalonia oh. which is hosting right. you know, soccer yeah. and um, Spain doesn't want to lose that. Yeah, Spain doesn't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. Cause like when <laughs> I first heard about this, it, I was like, you know, what if like California wants to secede exactly from the United States? The United what States. What would we do? I know. Because, <laughs> right. Like, you know, they could maybe feel like they're independent enough yeah. and stuff like that. But then the United States doesn't want to lose California. No. Right. Because California is like a big. Contributor, contributor yeah. to the economy and stuff right. like that. Um, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> See, when you put it like that, we're just like, oh, you know, right. I, we're low-key taking it back a little bit. Uh -huh. We kind of realize what scale that they're kind of looking at. Right. Yeah. I think they should still let them be independent, though. I mean, if they feel so strongly that, like, they're this, you know, they have their own culture and, like, they're separate, like, mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like I still see it from Spain's point of view, I suppose. Right. It's hard. I don't know because right. um, there's uh, there's all about like the whole democracy and how like rule about consent, consent to be ruled, governed, governed by the consent of the people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> something right. like that. Powers of people. Right. Yeah. So like oh, when the government goes in and like dissolves a parliament and then like starts dragging right. people yes, from voting like, groups, not it's like yeah, <laughs> they're not listening. Right, that's one of the biggest points is that some people are saying that a lot of people voted pro-independent Catalonia mm -hmm. simply because they want Spain to recognize their voice. Mm -hmm. um, they feel like, you know, anytime Catalonia sort of voices in opposition to Spain, they just shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, oh. For example, in 2010, they uh, outlawed bullfighting. Which is still oh, a big predominant practice. Did we? Oh yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> we had to debate it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you mean in class or like? In yeah, class in class. Or? Okay, I was like, I don't think we talked about it. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, and then in 2016, Spain ruled that unconstitutional. So the ban fight. was unconstitutional. Yes, okay. the ban was unconstitutional. Gotcha. And so there's a lot. I think a lot of Catalans. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> feel like their voice just isn't being heard. Right. It'd be one thing if Spain was really trying to 
include them into the Spanish culture, right. mm-hmm. but now they just feel oppressed. You know, it's not. Yeah, because right. I feel like with the U.S., the concern of could this cause a domino effect? You know, what if Texas just wanted to right. split off, or yeah. California Will just we wanted be to split off? Out of Texas, And but the difference is that Catalonia, you know, it's been independent for yeah so long in so yeah. many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, it even has its own language, so yeah, it's right. not like it's just this region that just became upset with Spain. It's yeah. had this long, long history pattern of mm-hmm. trying to break free and then not having the numbers or the power right. to be able to do so. Yeah, yeah. I guess the conversation is what needs to happen. Just like having a clear and open dialogue between the Spanish government and then Catalan government leadership. Leadership yeah. um, and like yeah, because I think that's a really good point that they're not they're feeling like their voice isn't heard and right. like from that a lot of stuff can happen. After. Just look at our revolution. Uh, just say right. right. exactly. <laughs> so I think I think this is interesting because it kind of points out to like how history can help us with our issues now. Yeah, moving forward. Right, because if we look back, if they looked back and saw, okay, this happened before Mm -hmm. in other places, Mm -hmm. like what could we have done to stop that back then and how do we apply it now? Yeah, how do we approach this issue Mm -hmm. now? Yeah, so I think, yeah. Not by extinguishing their voices. Not by driving people off the street. I think they have have 200,000 demonstrators gathered in Barcelona. because two separatist leaders were sent to prison without bail, so yeah, uh, yeah they have different uh, political <laughs> groups that they have that are like pro independence. Mm-hmm. Two of the leaders were sent to jail. Um, yeah, I forget on what charges though. Um, I think it was for sedition. Yes, sedition. Yeah, what is sedition. Excellent question. <laughs> Wait, I, was, I assumed it was um, treason. Or like oh, conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, it's here. It says conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a okay. state or monarch. <laughs> okay. Right. It. It's sort of like inciting violence. Right. In okay. way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But we'd really love to know what you think. Let us know if you think Catalan should maybe push for this further, or maybe the Spanish government should back off. And what do you think? What suggestions do you have yeah. for how they can resolve this? Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, finishing up, my corner is going to be just a little bit of a precursor to the question of the or question that we have for you today. Um, so I'm going to be talking about organs that are grown in lab and used for um, like different transplants. And the reason this is an issue is because there's a huge organ shortage. Um, every day, on average, around 200 people die waiting for an organ. This is because we don't have enough donors for the demand of people on a wait list. Right. And so a solution to this was, why not we just harvest a bunch of stem cells and grow our own organs and um, use that for transplants instead, which I think was a pretty brilliant idea. Um, but with like success in this has come like people wanting to just make huge banks of organs and just replace everyone's like old uh, parts, you know, to extend so our lives. <laughs> oh, I gotta get my new heart. Uh, like, exactly. Well, actually, though, like yeah. that's kind of like 
the super long run, long term like goal that uh -huh. I've heard a lot of people talking about, and I just sit in class like. That's weird. Guys, why do we have to turn this great thing into something so cynical sounding? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I know there's not too much precursor, I guess, b besides that. Um, the way they do it, though, I think is pretty cool because um, just creating a mold or having the stem cells to grow it isn't hard. The hard part is getting like the super small like um, capillaries and everything grown as well because right. those are so small. And mm -hmm. so what they do is they've taken like hearts for example because they're so similar to ours and they've used like this soap that dissolves everything except the protein so you have like an actual mold of everything and then they just submerge it in stem cells to grow it it's actually quite effective wow. so they've done that with like hearts lungs esophaguses <laughs> um, reproductive organs i'm trying to think what else they do liver but liver regenerates by itself anyway um, oh fun <laughs> yeah but, anyway yeah so the question that you probably heard from last episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh is basically what to what extent should we go to make ourselves live longer mm -hmm. because of the strange wow. cynical side that i've heard of this yeah i mean i think that's a concern and it brings up questions like what does it mean to be human is it our bodies because like what if we're just like completely replacing like our bodies yeah. and yeah. our organs and like what if you're just like you like you're like 60 and like you have like none of the same organs that you had when you were born isn't that weird it's a little strange like, does that make you you mm? well uh, but what is it like every seven years all of our cells are done like yeah. completely changing anyway yeah. so, so we're just never new. necessarily the same oh my gosh that's true <laughs> um, <interesting. laughs> but i think like if this technology develops long, I can definitely see the way it's going, like the way you said it was mm -hmm. maybe going. Yeah. That's definitely a thing I can see. Yeah, <laughs> I think it definitely, it, it kind of makes me sad because it just, like I said, puts such a cynical turn. Right. On it. Yeah. It just, people are not it focusing. causes backlash. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's um, true. Which is sad because this technology does need to keep developing. Um, it, honestly, it, we're like years away from being able to just generate organ after organ. Right. For people. That'd be weird. <laughs> a little bit strange, but like... <laughs> but yeah, it'd be... Think about the positive things. Mm -hmm. People need lungs. They can get lungs. Yes. Yeah. Right. They need a heart. Or if their heart's weak and they like need it... If they need a, like a pacemaker, they can just get a new heart so they don't have to do that or something Yeah, like that. exactly. Um, yeah. Because there's like that conflict like, you know, you can innovate machinery to try to replace it, but it's never going to be exactly the same. Right. Like if you're trying to replace this little part in a artery or something mm -hmm. the machine around it could work but then that causes tears anyway on either side oh oh wow and That's so it's scary. like well this low-key works but it causes other issues right right anyway. mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so why not just make yourself a whole new one and why not it, you, know? you know yeah how crazy they had this really cool um story about a woman who's uh she had like tb i think mm -hmm. or pneumonia i can't remember something in here mm -hmm. um and it caused a lot of deterioration of her voice box um, and it was going to kill her. So what they did was they grew a new one for her and they replaced her voice oh, box. Oh, wow. And she's living healthy. Does she have really? a different voice? Oh, like, yeah. Was, I, I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. That would be a strange voice. thing. You're like, I want a new voice. And you're just like, okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, that would be weird. weird. That's weird. Weird. This yeah. bio biological augmentation. Mm. Very weird. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, I wonder. That would have been strange yeah. to kind of think about. I... They probably made one the same size, so the everything probably resonated the same. Right. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
Well, we really love to know what you think, so please let us know. Um, but yeah, this is a very fun question. Fun and also like... Concerning. Concerning. <laughs> <laughs> That concludes our episode. Um, thank you, Taylor, for being on us thank on with you. us today. Yeah, it was thank really cool to hear. Me. Just like hear your thoughts, um, your reporting mostly. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> we learned a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, to the listener, all of our links will be on our Facebook pages notes tab, where you can check out the articles and topics we discussed this episode. Yep, and then use hashtag Coffee Talk for comments on any social media. We would love to know what you're thinking. Um, and then also another hashtag we'd like to put in is hashtag Ask Ian Ivy, um, which is for an advice segment we might put in somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, keep up with us on socials, like our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter. They're both at Coffee W E and Ivy. Mm-hmm. And then we can't forget about YouTube. Subscribe. We've got some things planned, and we'll yes. be uploading like little snippets of episodes there. And as always, you can listen to future episodes of our podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash coffee talk, W-E-N-I-V. And we're also on TuneIn and Apple Podcasts. Just search our name up with the W slash and the ampersand because it's like oddly doesn't show up without them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then, yeah, thank you so much for going along with us today. And tuning in to our coffee talk.